Hello, friend. We're almost cancelled. I'm Peter, and this is Connor. Hey, guys. And today is a glorious day, because our favourite show from last year has returned. Well, kind of. Uh, Mr. Robot Season 2 is kicking off on Wednesday, but they released the first half of the two-part premiere early online, because shows like to do that this year, especially when they're cable networks. Mr. Robot did it last year, though. It, that's true. It did. It started the trend. It, it was ahead of the trend. Yeah. But I will give it. I will give it some credit for two reasons. First of all, it's only a few days before the premiere, so there's yep. none of this night of. Oh, I need to wait three weeks for episode two bollocks. And secondly, there's another new episode on Wednesday night. Yeah, it's like two days, and then it's like, oh fuck, we got more. Can't yeah. Wait. So this is the best example of this this shtick that's been pulled. Definitely. So. I approve. Didn't, didn't they do this last year as well? I mean, it was a few weeks before, or maybe even a month, where they released the first episode, but wasn't there two at once for the first episode? Like, the first night? No. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty... I, I, no, because I, I remember covering it, and I remember we started a week late, and episode two was on, and we caught up. Right, okay. But it, it definitely didn't air the same night. Because uh, they have a longer order this year. It's still ten weeks, but the first night and the last night are doubles. Right. And uh, so yeah, if, if that's not clear from what everything we just said, we're talking about Mr. Robot season two, episode one. I shall simplify the title because it's you know it's a word, but there's numbers in it and shit to make it look computery. So I'm just going to say it. Uh, it's Eps two point Unmask Part One dot TC. TC. Yeah, that was the other thing. I looked at the list of all the episode titles for season two, and season one I recognised like. Maybe eight, or nine, Most, eight yeah. or nine out of ten of all the fellow extensions they had in the titles. This season, I maybe recognise one. Yeah, what, what's TC? I have no idea, but they've dug deep. Uh, do you know what it'll be? It'll be a file that an editing programme somewhere uses. Probably. Cause I'm going to have to look it up now. They usually have their own things, and I bet you that's what some of these are. But, yeah. So, full spoilers for uh, episode one of Mr. Robot. Part one of the two-part premiere. Part two, of course, we'll cover... Uh, when it airs, or after it airs, you know what I mean. So, uh, we loved Mr. Robot last year, and this was like sliding back into a nice, warm, cosy bed. Yeah, it's. it's I just rewatched the first season, and it was impressive that it was even better than I remembered, which, you know, high praise considering what we thought of it last well, year. I think it's worth mentioning that, you know, one of the things that I said repeatedly last year when we got towards the end, and obviously if it's full spoilers for this episode, it's full spoilers for all of season, season one as well. I'm just I'm making sure that's perfectly clear before I say what I'm about to say. Yeah, do not jump into yeah. this show with season two. Just, just yeah. don't. So after all the twists really hit in episode eight and nine, I said, I bet this will be fascinating to rewatch down the line. And I didn't do it. I, I kind of planned on doing it quite quickly, but I just didn't. But, you know, season two was approaching, so, and we both had the same idea. We both rewatched season one, and there were so many little things and hints and tidbits in there that you didn't pick on the first time because. And the, the amazing thing about Mr. Robot season one, not to focus on season one too much because we'll get, we'll get to this episode, but is that it kind of like, it gave you a twist that we all seen coming, but then blindsided us with this second twist that yeah. no one predicted, and it kind of. It put them together really well. So, they're playing with us yet again. Uh, the creator, Sam Esmail, um, is... He still has something genius this season. Because the first season had the whole unreliable narrator 
kind of aspect going for it with uh, Elliot talking to us as if we were his imaginary friend. This season opens, and one of the big features of this episode, other than the fact that Elliot's trying to live a normal routine with his mother, he's like moved in with his mother, who we know from like glimpses last season that she's not the most pleasant person on the planet. And he's going through his routine of going to the restaurant with his uh, friend, I think it was Leon, I think his name was. I can't remember. Yeah, but he's obsessed with Seinfeld. That was amusing. Yeah. I, I knew every episode he mentioned. Because <laughs> uh, they're all quite memorable. And he's doing all that, but the thing that really stood out to me was that he goes to see the psychiatrist and they they have some interesting dialect because of like he actually told her that he hacked her last season yeah. and they have a bit of exchange and he's kind of honest with her and it cuts away and it cuts to him walking back home and then he speaks to her as he says, yeah, I bet you wish you know what I said next there, but I don't trust you after what you did to me. I know, it's so damn good. <laughs> and I'm like, you fuck. You, you, you literally can withhold like vital information to give us twists later and it makes sense from a character perspective to do so. Yeah. It, it's because it's, it's the complete opposite of last season because obviously we were seeing the Mr. Robot side of things that he had no idea of. So we had more knowledge than he did. Whereas now, everything's changed. Yeah. And that's the, that's the other thing is Mr. Robot himself, the, the apparition or the, the figment of his imagination, whatever you want to call Christian Slater's Mr. Robot. And I'm still going to call him Mr. Robot, even though technically Elliot is also Mr. Robot, just to differentiate, because Elliot, Mr. Robot. Yeah, they're two kind of yeah. two personalities, though, yeah. so differentiate that way. He is completely changed as well. He, oh, he's terrifying. He, he has went into hostile mode because Elliot's trying to get rid of him. And that, that gunshot scene where he he puts the gun up to his head and blows his brains out and obviously it's not real so Elliot sits back up but it doesn't really stop it from being like jolting and like violent and shit I, I, I'm going to say now this is Slater's best performance yet and he was very good in season one don't get me wrong he was great but this was like a whole new side it was like wow like it just brought something completely different to the table yeah um, no, I, I agree. He's he was great in this episode, as was uh, uh, Malik. Uh, yeah, of course. But obviously, he was like the standout last season. Yeah, so he doesn't need to mention him as much. Yeah, he's just continuing the, uh, the yeah. greatness. But even he's doing like he's still playing Elliot, of course. But even he's thrown into this different type of situation where he's trying to like be away from computers and technology. And you know, this is all going to come to some sort of grinding halt when some something's going to like force him. Back at it, it, it reminds me of when he decided he needed to try and cut off the morphine back in season one. Yeah, so that's way more like interesting. With, yeah, it is, but it's like it's a next level of that essentially because mm. this is way worse of an addiction than he ever had to the drug, even though that was physical. Yeah, yeah, this is heavy stuff, and he's keeping his journal, and um, so Elliot stuff is like fascinating. Uh, the, the scene where Gideon comes to speak to him to try and get help because the FBI think he's somehow involved in everything because he, you know, runs Allsafe and Allsafe was involved in everything. Because, by the way, how... I'm pretty familiar with filmmaking tricks and techniques and stuff. I'm not quite sure how they pulled off that Obama TV speech. Because at first I thought, oh, this is just a stock speech about the stock market or something. That just... <laughs> yeah. And, and then he name drops Tyrell and F Society, and I'm like, 
And it's on camera, you see him say it. It's not just like ad-libbed, like, oh, they got a sound like you know, someone who can do the impression to say it when the camera's not facing it. You see him say it. <laughs> it is impressive, isn't it? What the fuck? Did they just call the president? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm at the stage where I'm like, maybe they did. Because it was fucking impressive. Like, what, what the hell? Like, he says it on camera, you see his lips move and say Tyrell, Wellick, and F Society. They're not even like common words that sound like like F society. Yeah, like it's like, such a unique thing that it's not even like you can, you can get something that looks like his mouth was moving. Because like if it was off camera, if it was off camera, I would say either a sound alike did it, or they could maybe piece it together from you know different sounds from different cities. If you you know if you're good enough yeah, at doing you that, can do that, yeah, you can piece it together. But <laughs> just Both together is like wow. Yeah, and this is your expertise. This this is sound and it's, uh, yeah. That, I, I, it's, it's damn impressive, is what it is. I don't know, but yeah, the scene where Gideon comes and talks to him, and Mister Robot's like, he's, and this is the thing, in trying to preserve himself and stay with Elliot, not only has he gotten more violent, he's more persistent. Like he's there when he's talking to other people constantly. Like his last season, because they were not revealing that he wasn't real, there wasn't this sense of he was like just there in scenes, like try to like. Yeah, there was usually one or the other was yeah. the focus. They were alternating. Whereas this is like a full-on assault. He's like threatening him. He's like threatening Gideon. Obviously, Gideon can't hear any of this, and it's just it was incredibly tense. And but it uh, brings up some fascinating things because obviously, you see him cut Gideon's neck, and obviously, then it's quickly showed didn't happen because hmm. there's a second where you go, did Elliot do just do that? Yeah, yeah, you're worried that Elliot's doing something crazy because you don't know who. Like you, you're never quite sure if he's actually taking control. But then you have it ends on that shot of the sliced apple skin. So it's like, so he did have the knife, and he was sitting. So Elliot was sitting there with the knife and the apple during this conversation, yeah. even though we saw that with Mister Robot. Now, obviously, the filmmaking in season one was great. The filmmaking in season two is so far great as well. They love the headroom. Yeah, that's still there. Headroom's still there. And but let's go back to the start because before we even get to the title screen. <laughs> what one of the, like, there was two cliffhangers last season, both at the end of episode nine and end of episode ten. One of them is partially addressed here, and I say partially. The end of episode nine, Tyrell was brought to the uh, the amusement arcade thing, the fun house, the fun house, yeah, their base. Mm. And we knew the gun was in the the popcorn machine, and that's where the episode ended. Next finale starts. Three days have passed. We have no idea where Tyrell is. And all this other stuff starts happening. Right, fine. So this starts with that funhouse scene. And it yeah. continues. You see Elliot start the program. And he goes for the gun at the end. And you see Tyrell try on the mask. And you see, oh, that's what they've been filming, those things. Because like, we obviously kind of knew it was them the whole time. But we never really seen them like set it yeah. up and you know do the whole thing. And uh, So that was fascinating. For me, see, for a second there, see when that started, I was thinking... Is this going to be the whole episode? Is the whole episode going to be like that? In that three, three days? days. Yeah. yeah, I thought it might have been as well. Like, I was thinking it might be, but now I'm thinking, oh, we're going to revisit this throughout. Yeah, because obviously it ends as he reaches for the gun. Yeah. We know what he's reaching for, but Tyrell at this point doesn't see that. Yeah, so now I'm like... It still leaves questions like, did Elliot shoot him and dispose of the body? Did he just threaten him and and Tyrell left? Like, what happened? Yeah. And that's the other thing, actually, because uh, the thing that came from that Obama speech is that Tyrell is like enemy number one like everyone is like he's the head of this he's the one who did this yeah so there's tidbits to get from that so that's 
fascinating in its own right. So I, I can see it's coming back to this three-day period over the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I could be wrong. I could it, it, they could just bookend it at the end of the next part. I don't know, but I could see it like lasting throughout, and it's getting a little bit each time. Up till maybe like episode six or seven. Yeah, maybe right. Yeah, which is when Tyrell shows up. Yeah, <laughs> and then it all kickstarts in for the, the second half of the season, so yeah. to speak. That's Tyrell stuff. Very interesting, and that was kind of all of the Elliot uh, stuff for the episode. Now they introduced a new character to us. Who I mean, fuck knows what her name is because like she's brand new. We got we got a she's her nickname wasn't it? Ah, uh, she's the um, executioner. Something like that. It was something. It was like a. It was longer than that. It was like an adjective in front of it. Yeah, right. It was something like uh, that, wasn't it? Um, aye, but aye. Actually, one thing I did like is that every time in season one, after Elliot established that he called E Corp Evil Corp, everyone always said that. Mm. But there was a scene with this episode with Darlene, and because Elliot wasn't there, she just said E Corp. And I like that. It was a nice like he's not there, so it's not through his perspective. Yeah, this is this is actual real events. Yeah. It's not filtered. But yeah, we're introduced this new character, and again, it takes its time. It does it like a just shows us through action. She's going for a jog. We get a sense that she does this kind of thing, and um, and even even that's like world building because you see people like on all these stalls, and I'm thinking, is this related to the fact that the the economy's like fucked right now? Yeah, and. She goes home, and her smart home starts going haywire. Uh, and now smartphones are a terror. Smart homes are a terrifying future for me. Yeah, because they can be hacked. <laughs> well, yeah, you, there was always a possibility, but like, oh shit, look how terrifying this is. Yeah, I said though, I, I aim to one day have like a swimming pool in my house that's just wide enough for me. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like just it's one of those long strips just for me. Like no one else can come in and use it. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that idea, but uh, no. It turns out it's Darlene and F Society, which is growing in numbers since we last seen it. Mm, big time. Uh, they've, they've cut off the. I assume this is a famous statue in Wall Street, but they've cut off the balls of like a big bull statue that's in there. Was that a bull? Sorry, it was a bull. Yeah. It's very metaphorical, though, isn't it? You're cutting off the balls of the bull. You're taking away its strength and. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm just assuming that statue is like yeah. one that's known to be there. I'd assume yeah. so. I'm surprised they didn't cut off the horns as well, to be honest, though. Because that's what... I, like, if you're going for the symbolism, the ball, the balls, so its ability to... Like, you know, that's its ability to, to continue its future. And its horns, its weapon, its ability to survive now. Uh, I, I just don't think they'd give it as much thought as that. They thought, we'll take its balls, because that's symbolic. I yeah, I think if you're going to be symbolic, go all the way. Do both. Yeah, it's complex. So you think I'm taking two things. One, one thing's more, more of a message than two. Nah, maybe. That's, that's the way I'm looking at it. Still stand by my, my, my thoughts. Yeah, but Darlene's pure in charge now. She's like, she's commanding yeah. the F Society. Cause we seen, we seen the season final last year that uh, Elliot was kind of like, should have we have done this? Like he was questioning it. He was doubting himself, and um, that's obviously sent him down the uh, spiral to. Uh, Loving me his mother. Which, by the way, actually, the other cliffhanger that I mentioned, I said there was two. The one at the end of episode 10 last season was that someone knocked on the door and the episode ended, it cut to black as they went to open the door. So, we've got that to explore. We have no idea who that was. Yeah, or... especially the thing with that scene is it's very reminiscent of a few episodes earlier where Mr. Robot knocks on the door. Yeah. Although I'm thinking it was Tyrell, if I'm guessing. Yeah, but it was it was the same sort of... 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That was very similar. Um, so that was cool. And then the sort of the final... And it's funny, like, in a weird way, there's not a lot in this first part, but at the same time, there kind of is, because we've talked for a while about it, but there's the plot, then, that's set up here is that Darlene and F-Society have put another program into, like, the banking system at E-Corp, mm. which, and it's basically a ransom demand to say, right, it's counting down, I don't know what Tamer said, 24 it's hours. 24 hours, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you don't give us 5.9 million, which, by the way, I'm curious... As why 5.9? That's a very specific number. Because I thought that. It's like, why wouldn't you go for 6? 6 seems the obvious if you're going around that mark. So why 5.9? It obviously means something. Yeah, I agree. Because it stood out to me too. So we'll get to that. And this is the first time we then see both the husband of the woman that Tyrell murdered last season and the boss man, whose name I can't remember for the life of me. Nah, me either. Yeah, the bald guy with the beard, you know. Him. The head of the company. Aye, and the executioner lady. And they're just sort of like responding to this threat, and the demands are that one of them, one of the executives of the company, has to deliver the money with no police in this public place at this time, or we're going to f- fuck your entire banking system, it's all going to go away. And that's basically the cliff. The, I mean, the, the ending here is uh, the husband of the, the, the wife that died last season agreeing to be the one that does it. And a really cool moment as well because it lingers on it. It lingers on him after he does it, and the music kind of is nice and mm. music's very good throughout. Actually, that's, that's. I really liked how also at the end they cut to intermission. It did, yeah. Which was interesting. Which is weird when you're just watching half of it, but. But you can see yeah. how it is. It is designed as one episode essentially, it just is, with a break. It is. Yeah, and it even started with a big part one. Yeah. Which was which was cool. Uh, it makes it feel very cinematic, actually. Very mm. old school cinematic as well. Yeah, it does. Intermission. Do you see intermission very often? You do not. Uh, I can think of like maybe two or three times in my life I've been in the cinema and there's been an intermission. Yeah. And they've always been long. Like it's never. It's always at least a three-hour long movie. Yeah. Uh, but no, I. Had... That was a great episode. I. Like part of me was almost worried. A little bit. That it wouldn't quite it. live up. That it wouldn't live up to it. That now that we've had those big twists, like where do they go from there with the Mister Robot character or things not, like not, that? Not even just the character. Just where would the mystery be? Where would the where would the the sense of discovery and like just the feeling that the show gives you? And honestly, if this keeps up what this first half has done, I think season two will be stronger. <laughs> They do. Because, like I said, that mystery element, they've done it, they solved it immediately by flipping it so that Elliot doesn't trust us. It's like, there we go. Instantly, we don't have all the information. And do I like about that as well? Going back to this whole he doesn't trust us thing. He doesn't trust us because we knew Mr. Robot wasn't real. It was him. Yeah. And And we we didn't didn't tell him, essentially. Yeah, we didn't tell him, which, (laughs) you know. We couldn't. (laughs) But yeah, but it's still fascinating. Hey, I I try tweeting to Elliot. But he's not on Twitter. <laughs> no, he hacked all of that and got rid of it. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, it's genius stuff. Because one of the things that I loved about season one was the way that, like us as the imaginary friend, and the way that Elliot spoke to us, played into how we were perceiving things as they were happening. You know, the way that as Darlene's about to say that he's his sister, we realise it through context that she's his sister. But before she finishes the sentence, he's the one that says it because he, like us, has realised it. Yeah, you put it together at the same time. Yeah. It's really great. 
And it was all things like that throughout the season. And this kind of continues this idea that it really affects how we play off him as a narrator. Yeah, it's, oh, it's so. There's some other fantastic things, like there's just small things. You know, Darlene, the head of F Society, I think is really interesting because, well, uh, I can't remember, you know, the other girl who was in F Society? Yeah. Do you remember that episode where they went out to find uh, the, 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 the other Chinese people? And, um, and she was like, why do you do this? You don't care about it for the same reasons we do. In, back in season one. Mm. And um, so it's like, ha- has she changed and now she does have these more good motives? Or is she still kind of a selfish? Because she just wanted the, the momentary chaos at the time. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, because now she's actually kind of pissed because, like, yeah, we give them a blow, but they're not down, they're not out. You know? And that's the other thing. We see that, that, that E-Corp, when they get the ransom, the FBI, has, they, they've had advice not to do it, but they're like 5.9 million. They, th- they call it, we could, we, could, we could find that between the couch cushions. It's nothing to them, even now, after yeah. all this. They can find $6 million, just no problem. Yeah. I actually, I like I like the scene at the bank with the old woman berating the, the. Yeah, I did as well. The banker. It was just it, it was just like a, just a nice bit of context to see how this is affecting regular people. I think that's what the show's done really well with. It did it in episode ten as well, where we just saw the chaos in the streets. No one could have any money. No one like could get any cash out. No one knew what they were doing. Now we see it a little bit later where things have developed. People have gotten used to the situation, maybe. Yeah, but things like mortgages are starting to, like, yeah. You've not paid this, well, I have paid this, but there's no record of it, but... Yeah, exactly. But it also shows maybe it, it didn't go quite as FSI planned, because obviously they wanted to just wipe the debt. It's like, well, if you can't prove it, we, we don't have to pay yeah. it. Yeah, I was almost expecting the, the woman to turn around and say, well, there's no proof that I owe you rent, <laughs> or I owe you mortgage payments. <laughs> but, the, but at the same time, there's no proof that she paid it off. So who who's in the right is the problem, isn't it? Because they have, there's still paper records that she had a mortgage with them. That's they, true. they still have that in in E-Corp. They'd have records that she started it, but they don't know how much she's paid off. Yeah, well, maybe F Society should have thought this through. Maybe they should have. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And maybe it's not a clean slate as they may. I thought it was. Um, and I think that's exactly where season two is going to go. Where it didn't go quite as they planned. So what do they do now? Yeah. Um, so obviously we didn't get to see. Uh, oh, I forgot her name. Blondie. Angela. Angela. Thank you. I was gonna say Ashley, but yeah, Angela. Uh, we haven't seen her yet, so presumably she'll pop up in the second part of the uh, premiere. I'd expect so. I mean, where did she... we ended with her working for Ecorp, right? Yeah, yeah. She went into the belly of the beast. Yeah, because the last thing I remember, I think she goes and gets the new shoes when the guy blows his brains out next to her. Yeah, that's right. And then she's like really nonchalant about it, like getting the shoes, and she goes back to work for them. Yeah, she feels very... It's like she's losing her humanity almost. Yeah. Um, so Which is interesting, because obviously she was obviously Elliot's link to humanity for a lot of it. Yeah, I, I can see some uh, more flip-flopping going on there where Elliot has to try and... Bring her back. Yeah, bring her yeah. back to reality. So that'll be very interesting to see. Uh, but no, I'm deeply excited. So we'll be back in a couple of days with part two of the premiere. And hopefully some more answers. And but almost certainly more questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with questions. Questions are the best part of TV. Anyone who wants answers all the time doesn't understand good storytelling. So, with that said, 
That's Mr. Robot. Uh, Unmask part one. Let us know what you thought in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that jazz. Thanks very much for watching. We will see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.